Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So that song, of course, is by Carole King from the album Tapestry. Like I said, one of the greatest albums ever. Um, I have listened to that album well the majority of my life. Oh, you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. And now I'm going to contradict one of the lyrics. Because <clears throat> I don't think it should be a directive. I think it, we, we should look at this perhaps as an acceptance. And maybe we change the lyric to say, we get to get up every morning with a smile on our face and show the world all the love in our hearts, right? We get to do that. We get to decide who we're going to be in any given moment. We get to wake up. Ah, and say, hello, baby, brand new day, brand new baby day. In what way can I express and be more loving today? What if we get to get up every morning with love in our hearts? Well, we do get to decide that. We get to decide. You know, this song has a fundamental premise. Um, when we, when we make decisions about how we see the world, when we make decisions about how we see the world, uh, about our relationship to the world, then we will not only experience the world differently, the world will experience us differently. When we make decisions about how we see the world and about our relationship to the world, we will not only experience the world differently, the world will experience us differently. It's the whole point and purpose of New Thought. To say, I have a mind, I can utilize it by understanding that my mind is that connection to the infinite consciousness and that it is the conduit and use of consciousness as my life, I can change my life for the better. Right? That's the point and purpose of spiritual practice. If your spiritual practice is not making your life better, well, don't, don't let go of the spiritual practice. You might need to change it up. You may need to find something that works. But spiritual practice is here to support us through the experience of life. So if your spiritual practice is not quite working out for you, find something that does. Find a spiritual practice that does. Now, I've already talked this year about our... Uh, about our theme. The theme for the year is emerge, right? Emerge. And not only is it about emerging from the cocoon of 2020 into 2021 and spreading our, our, our wings and allowing ourselves to fly forth with the inherent beauty that was always there, it is a call to each and every one of us as well to up our game, to up our game, right? It is about emerging from a perception of challenge. And I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. Any challenges we think we faced in the past were only perceptions. Underlying challenge is the decision that whatever we are experiencing is a challenge. That's a conscious idea. And if we decide that it is going to be a challenge, then we live the experience of challenge. If we decide it is fundamentally going to be something else, then we will live the something else. And it's all rooted in this here and now moment. It is a call to each and every one of us right here, right now, to expand upon our practice more resolutely. If we are to emerge truly, then we must be resolved in the expansion of our practice. Now, it is, the, it is traditional 
at the turn of a new year to set resolutions for ourselves, right? That's at least that has been a tradition for many people. I choose not to necessarily set resolutions only at the beginning of the year. I choose to allow myself to live resolutely at all points throughout the year with the understanding that if I'm living resolutely from the point of view of love, then I don't need to make resolutions because a resolved heart full of love and expressing from love means that life is unfolding magnificently no matter what. But I will ask you this because many of you may have made resolutions. What are you resolving here now today, right in this moment? What are you resolving right here, right now, today, here in this moment? And have you decided that it requires the turn of a year to have made that resolution? Why didn't you make it a week ago? Why didn't we make it a month ago? If there is something that you are looking to change in your life, now is the moment, not waiting for some arbitrary, there's a word I'm looking for, not waiting for some arbitrary measure of time. Measurement is the word I was looking for. Not looking for some arbitrary measure of time. Allow yourself to take charge of your life in this here and now moment, because guess what? This is it. This is it right now. The past is done. The future, who knows? Right now is the moment. And each and every one of us, irrespective of whether we are aware of it or not, is in the middle of outpicturing our resolutions right here and right now. Now, these, were, these resolutions typically are the result of a habitual state of mind. I mean, the truth is, we are always living from a resolved mind, whether we're aware of it or not. And many of us are living lives unaware of those resolutions that are at the core of our belief system. Some of these, some of these resolutions are things like this. You ready? Life is hard. You only succeed when you work hard. I know a lot of people who live with that resolution. And so guess what happens? That's the way their life shows up. Uh, one of my favorite resolutions that I, uh, have, that I have eliminated from my core belief system is I never get the breaks. Why should I try? It's never going to work. You can't trust anyone. Things never seem to work out for me. You, see, you get the picture? Many people are living their lives from belief systems that are resolved into those types of statements, and that becomes the expression of their life. Earlier and, and frequently, I've been talking a lot about turning that attention to the inner life as a spiritual practice, turning that attention to the inner life, because the inner life is the point of cause for all the effects of our outer life. And so the practice fundamentally is addressing that which is our inner life. And when we recognize some of those core beliefs as they come up, our work then is to shift them. Many people are rooted in negative resolve and don't necessarily even realize that they are. And there is a path out of those places of habitual thinking. Because that's what belief is. Belief is actually habitual thinking. And our thoughts create our experience. Now, if you are willing to do the work, and I trust everybody who is connected with this spiritual community, I trust everybody is willing to do the work. Otherwise, why are you here? To hear a few good songs, perhaps? That's lovely. But I am here to say we must be...
willing to do the work because willingness is where change begins. Willingness to set the intention to live in faith for a more magnificent outcome in the expression and experience of life. Setting intentions. You know, so we did this labyrinth event uh, on New Year's Eve. I got here and, you know, was just made it available for people to come. We did set it up so that, you know, we only had limited number of people at any given half hour. And, and uh, people came and they got their piece of special dissolving paper and they were to write out whatever that is they wanted to release and then walk the labyrinth, put it in the bowl, all of the stuff. Anyway, the dissolving bowl event, which I love to do every year. And I choose to do a dissolving bowl in the desert rather than a burning bowl because that just seems infinitely safer to me. So we do a dissolving bowl, and they write on their special piece of paper whatever it is they would like to release. Many people were actually surprised, I mean openly surprised when I would say, write out whatever it is you would like to release, but also write out whatever it is you would like to intend as you move forward. They were like, what? And I'm going to put that in the, I'm going to dissolve what I want to intend. And I said, here's the point of that, to release these ideas, these, 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 these intentions to their perfect outcome without having to get in the way and trying to manipulate that which we would like to experience. Because that's a, what a lot of us do in our resolve. We decide we're going to do something and then we get very involved in the how rather than allowing ourselves to be led divinely into the how, which is the point and purpose of God. It's about purpose. It is about purpose and bringing purpose to our practice. What I really wanted to talk about in the title of today's message is this prayerful purpose. Prayerful purpose. When we truly set the intention, when we decide on our purpose, when we, when we illuminate our minds to our purpose, then it is a prayerful experience and activity that we allow to unfold. To activate the willingness to set the resolve in a new direction and embody the change we seek, that is prayerful purpose. To activate the willingness to set the resolve in a new direction and embody the change we seek. So this came up based on last week's discussion following the service on Zoom. You know, each week, except I do have to tell you this week, we have a special board meeting that's been called, so there's not going to be a Zoom meeting today. But typically each week, we, a few of us gather on Zoom, and I'm there, and we have a discussion. And last week, we had the discussion around prayer. And, and it became this big discussion around the differences between the form of prayer that is taught within unity and the form of prayer that is taught within religious science. Both of them new thought traditions, both of them fundamentally teaching the same thing. The form has some slight differences. And I'm not going to get into the differences here and now because first and foremost, this is what's important to understand about prayer. Prayer is effective when it is affirmative and intentional. Irrespective of how you get to that place, it is affirm- when it is affirmative and intentional, it is effective. So except for semantics, they're essentially the same. Each is rooted in five steps. And the steps are there 
to develop a technique to bring us to that place of affirmative and intentional use of mind. Now, once mastered, once we have mastered the steps of prayer, well, then we can live in a space of trust, right? If we have mastered the steps of prayer, we can trust. And, you know, I have found that even if I don't, in my expression and speaking out loud of the prayer, hit all five steps, they are so rooted within me that they are part of my beingness. And so that is the point of practice, to so embody and master affirmative prayer and spiritual practice that we don't have to think about it anymore. It just becomes the natural construct and outflow of our experience of life. So once mastered, we can trust, and trust, trust becomes a life of prayerful purpose. And what we realize within that is that once we have mastered the technique and we let the technique go, what we find is that we are actually living embodiments of prayer at all times. And prayer becomes reflected in every word we speak. Another discussion we were having, I was having with the band before the service was around one of the things that I did two years ago. I can't really pull my sleeve up right now. But two years ago, now two years ago, Tucson New Thought was meeting in a, <laughs> in a tattoo shop. We, we were getting to be known as the tattoo ministry, the tattoo church. Um, but I decided to get a tattoo two years ago. It happened on December 30th or December 31st of 2018. And it's right on the inside of, I can't really pull up my sleeve, but it's right on the inside of my arm. And on the inside it says, and so it is. Now I've talked in the past about the meaning of and so it is, which is basically a translation of amen. And we could just as easily say abracadabra, which essentially means my word creates my experience. That's all that it means. But the reason that I decided to get, and so it is, tattooed on the inside of my arm, where when I have short sleeves, which is most of the time in Arizona, I see it all the time. And it is a reminder to me that every word I speak is prayer and shows up in expression in my life. My word is my bond. That is living a life of prayerful purpose. Now, I'm not telling everyone to go out and get a tattoo. But that has been a practice for me to deepen into the embodiment. The steps of prayer, whether it's the unity way it's taught or the religious science way it's taught, the funny thing is the five steps basically match each other. We use different titles for what they are, but they basically match each other. Basically, what it comes down to is that we, they are there to help us accept the truth of being, to know the truth of being as all there is, accept it as our own innate truth, and from that point of view of that truth, that is who we are, we speak with divine authority and recognize the blessings living in gratitude and to let go of the attachments to what it should look like and trust in faith that what we pray on from that point of view of divine authority shows up exact, in exact accordance with our desire. That's the whole point and purpose of prayer. So today, I am inviting each and every one of us to deepen to deepen a little bit more, to welcome a life of prayerful purpose. I'm inviting each and every one of us 
to get up every morning with a smile on our face and show the world all the love in our heart. That is truly a life of prayerful purpose. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.